Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Good morning. My name is Fazia Costi, and I'm an executive function coach here in the Phoenix, Arizona area. I help people improve their cognitive skills. I help them develop successful habits. And if that's something that you feel you'd like to work on, feel free to give me a call at 480-648-1122. And I love to help individuals become the best versions of themselves. And so on this radio show, um, today I have a wonderful um, guest. I actually have two guests, uh, Daniel Montoya and Matt Huffhines. And they are the owners of Inspire. And welcome, gentlemen, uh, to the show. Hey, Fazia, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Yeah. So, um, how are you guys doing? Good. We're doing well. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having us on. Absolutely, my pleasure, Matt. Um, so, I want to start off with just having a little bit of a background um, on the two of you. Uh, I'd like to start with you, Matt. I'd like people to know who who is Matt. Like, what is your background? How did you get into what you do? Maybe tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what it is we're going to talk about today. Yeah, definitely. So um, my name is Matthew Huffines, and uh, I focus on developing social skills. So the prag- social pragmatic um, skills for individuals that across the spectrum, uh, across the age range. So individuals in elementary to high school, all the way on to adults. Um, and I'm in my last semester of in my graduate program for speech language pathology. So I'm going to graduate and become a speech language pathologist. So I bring um, a lot of communication to and understanding of language to my clients. And I originally started in the field in 2013. I moved down here in Arizona um, and I was originally going to come to go to school to become a teacher um, and then ended up getting an email and about a HAB job, which is early habilitation with the individual who has autism. So I started in that. And then I got to observe like speech therapists, occupational therapists, uh, behavior analysts. And that's where I met my mentor, Becky Burden. And she was an SLP. And I got to see the way she worked with clients. Um, And I really fell in love with helping individuals and helping them better communicate to reach their full potential. And so after about three years as a HAB worker, I went to ASU and got my undergraduate in speech and hearing science. And while I was in my undergraduate program, I became a licensed speech language pathologist assistant. So I worked with individuals across the lifespan on communication deficits. Um, I did some AAC work. I worked with medically fragile kids, but my passion was helping these individuals who had social deficits better communicate in everyday life so they can get relationships, they can have uh, max out their job potential and just the, the glow these kids would have <clears throat> after good social interactions was awesome. And that kind of drove me. And then now in 2018, I created Inspire Services because I saw that there was a need for <clears throat> an outlet for these individuals with autism or any developmental disability to come and have fun. I noticed that there was a lot of therapies, um, speech therapy, OT, BCBAs, but there wasn't an outlet for these kids to 
develop social skills and in a, in a structured way and in a place that they would want to come. And so that's why we created Inspire Services, a fun social outlet, but that works on the social skills. Wonderful. So where are you going to school right now? Uh, so I go to Emerson College. So that's based out of Boston. So I okay. do online coursework through them. And then I have, I've done four clinicals here throughout Arizona. So, and that goes from like private practices all the way to like, um, elementary schools, high schools. Okay. So, and I, and I do want to talk a little bit more about that, but um, I want to make sure that our audience understands everything that you're saying, because you're using a lot of um, acronyms. And I want you to tell people what those acronyms mean when you do bring them up, because not everyone's going to understand your language. So um, let's talk a little bit about where you did your, um, your internships, your, um, where did you learn? Where did you go to learn? <laughs> so my first mentor, um, she was a speech language pathologist and board certified behavioral analyst. Um, and so she worked on communication and um, working on, on behaviors. And she had a lot of passion. So that kind of drove me in the way she worked with the individuals and the way she got them to better communicate, better um, being able to modify their behaviors to um, communicate in everyday lives. And that I really learned a lot from her. And then going to ASU and taking courses on um, language development, and social pragmatic, so social skills, um, I learned a lot. And then uh, just, through the, just through our practice working with clients, um, I've gained a lot of skill from there. Yeah, you, you sound like you've really done a lot. And, and just for our listeners, because you can't see Matthew, he, he's a very, very young guy. Um, so he's done a lot for his, uh, his short number of years in, in the field. Um, very impressive. And um, Daniel, um, let's talk about you a little bit. Uh, if you don't mind telling us what your background is, what your education is, so that our listeners understand who is going to talk to us about Inspire and what you offer. Cool. Well, I'm Daniel Montoya. Um, I'm originally from New Mexico, along with Matt. We're both uh, childhood friends. We grew up playing baseball together. So that's how we know each other. And I graduated from uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico in, at New Mexico State University. And I got my bachelor's in business there. And then right after I graduated, I moved to Phoenix, New Matthew here, and started getting involved with HAB work. I worked as a behavioral tech at a couple of schools. Um, and, Can you uh, tell our, our listeners what a behavioral tech is, what HAB is, so that they understand oh, the language you're speaking? Right, yeah. So a behavioral tech is uh, someone that just goes in and works with an individual on specific goals that they're trying to accomplish, like like life living goals, like, you know, like uh, learning how to like take out the trash or like cook a meal on their own, um, as well as like managing behaviors and uh, learning how to get a goal accomplished while maneuvering the behaviors. Um, and a HAB worker is something very similar. It's just more, uh, I guess, simple. You go in there and you, uh, you're more of like hanging out with the kiddo, showing them a good time, but still working on goals. <clears throat> so when it's I came- It's more a laid back style of helping. Yes. yes. And yes. typically okay. like um, a HAB worker, you'll spend maybe 10, 20 hours with the kid um, per week and you'll be working on goals as far as um, like he said, almost taking out the trash. Maybe it's learning your ABCs. It could be a variety of things based on what the family wants. And so the HAB worker is really in there 
um, 10, 15, 20, maybe up to 40 hours a week, really helping okay. child or individual. Wait, when did you guys start this business? We started it in 2018 and it originally was just the social part. So teaching kids how to socialize um, with those underlying social skills. So um, perspective taking, body language, um, eye contact conversations. And then when Daniel moved down here to Phoenix, um, we combined it, the social and the fitness. Right. Okay. So um, it sounds like you do a lot. Okay. I know when you got started. I know how you got started. Who are your clients? Who, who is your target audience? Do you work with kids? Do you work with adults? Do they have to have a specific diagnosis? And, and where do your clients come from? Do you get referrals or do, can someone just call you up and say, hey, can you, can you help me out? Yeah, I mean, we, we get clients a couple different ways. We've gone them through uh, facilities that we currently work at, like uh, DTA programs, which is daytime, like care for adults that have disabilities or teens. Um, we've gotten a couple individuals from there. We've gotten a couple from Facebook. Um, so who, are, who are your clients? Who, who oh. is your ideal client? Who do you so, work with? Um, we work across the age span. So our youngest clients are probably nine years old. And then our oldest ones are up to like 35, 40 into adulthood. Um, and then, so we have individual sessions. So our individual sessions, you know, we'll have, Maybe we'll work with a seven, eight-year-old. And then um, we have some individual sessions, you know, with a 35, 40-year-olds. And then when we do our group sessions, we, we combine by age and then the things that they like. And so it makes for a really good, uh, a really good group dynamic. We also... Okay. Uh, I'm Go sorry. ahead. We're, we work with a different population. We work uh, mainly our clients are, uh, have autism or some okay. developmental disability, but not always. We do work with uh, individuals that are typical and uh, normal functioning, I guess. Okay, so the other day I got a phone call from a mom who said her son's a student at ASU. He has um, major depression, has difficulty getting out of bed, and basically needs somebody to come in and help him kind of organize his life and get moving. Is that a client you would work with? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay, yeah. We, well, then I might have a referral for you after this call. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, we normally go in and just uh, get to know the individual. Like we come, come with like a friendship base first. Like we like, we come to give them like good, genuine interaction. And then we work on things that the parent might want to work on or the individual himself might want to work on. So let's talk about what you actually work with uh, clients on. Let's, let's talk about a list of skill sets that you, you offer. Uh, to help clients with. So, you know, do you help them maybe get up in the morning, organize their morning, maybe help them get their homework schedule set up, but you do all of this in person, correct? You don't do it remotely. You actually engage with the student in their home. Yes. So most of our clients we see um, in their home in person. And we also do run a social group and fitness group online. And that's Monday through Friday from 3.30 to 5.30. So 3.30 to 4.30 is the social group. And then 4.30 to 5.30 is the fitness. Um, and as far as what we do to help our clients, it's, um, it's a social, we help them socially. So when we see a client, it might be um, maybe the individual needs help with thinking about the other person. So really uh, we call it being a social detective. So 
how can I think about the other person? Um, what do they like? What are they interested in? So, um, so you're teaching uh, empathy. Empathy, exactly. Um, maybe an individual needs help with body language. Maybe they're, um, they walk in circles or their bodies, um, maybe they're kind of moving their arms or their legs in a distracting way. So we would come in and help um, an individual ha- have a good body language, but also maintain, you know, maybe it's just a little tap of the leg instead of kicking the leg. Um, and, and then it's eye contact, working on eye contact, the importance of eye gaze. How do we know when somebody's uh, tricking you? How do you know when somebody's joking? And then the conversation piece as well. So questions, comments, um, and being able to follow a conversation, really get to know somebody and develop that friendship. Yeah. And, and do you, I'm sorry, go ahead, Daniel. No, I was just going to uh, piggyback off that. And uh, one of the main things is seeing the perspective of someone else that they're talking to. That's another big thing that we work on as well. Just seeing how someone else might feel and learning how that will uh, affect them socially. So do you work independently or do you work as a team with other providers such as psychologists, psychiatrists, case managers, people like me, executive function coaches? You know, do, do you work as a team or do you, do you just come in, do your thing and kind of not worry about what everyone else is doing? No, we definitely, uh, we like to work as a team. And when it's possible, we do, like when we, we are contracted with the school. So when you go into the school, um, we'll work with the teachers, um, the paraprofessionals there. And that way we're all on the same page. Um, and we're clear about the goals we're trying to reach. Um, and then that just helps when everybody's on the same page. And then we get input from them. You know, what are the kids' strengths? What are their weaknesses? Um, the things they like, dislike, and that allows for, um, just an optimal session and allow for optimal progress. But when we go into the, when we go into the households, it's really family centered. So we really, we work with a client, but we really also like to communicate and talk with the parents and then the family members and the caregivers. That way we keep a family centered approach and really keep in um, the, you know, their culture of views, respect what they like. Um, and it really makes for some awesome progress. Okay. Um, so we, we've talked quite a bit about, you know, the different skill sets that you offer to teach. Can you walk me through an actual session, like from beginning to end? Uh, yes. So, um, well, actually let's, let's talk even further back. Can you walk me through the process? So I, I, you get a phone call. I'm, I'm the parent. I call and I say, I've got this child who's, um, you know, in college, can't get out of bed, can't do their homework doesn't participate, but they're smart. They're very capable should they actually be able to do the things they need to do. And the reason why they're not doing what they're doing is because maybe they're just depressed or, you know, overwhelmed. How, you know, what's your first step all, all the way to getting this person to the point where they're successful? Right. And how long does it take? Um, that, the time frame is different on everybody just because people progress at different rates, but um, if an individual is depressed, I would, you know, I would reach out, you know, to the family, talk to them and make sure they're okay. And they see, you know, the people they need to see. But as far as our end, what we can provide is going in there and providing them um, motivation. And we like to provide uh, positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And then um, just some really uh, a friendship that provides intrinsic motivation to the individual. Yeah. So 
we would maybe take the client, uh, we like to start by pairing. So maybe we take the client out doing what uh, the individual likes. So let's say he goes to ASU or she goes to ASU um, and they like going out to Mill Avenue, uh, which Mill Avenue is uh, a college, it's uh, college restaurants and bars around that area that the kids like to go to. So maybe that's, we would take that's them That's walking out. distance from Arizona State University. Yes, there. it's very close. So maybe we take them out, go have lunch, um, at a restaurant they like or go walk around and get to really know the individual and get to see what motivates them, what may be, what, what, are, what is blocking them. Mm-hmm. And then after we pair for a couple sessions, we really start to work on the skills. And so maybe they're scared of initiating a conversation. So maybe next time we go out to Mill Avenue, we're going to go, maybe the goal is we go initiate two or three conversations and maybe I'm with the individual to help them and then they could go up um, and talk to somebody, whether it be somebody who works at a restaurant, a store, or somebody they see on the street that they want to talk to, you know, as so long you, as it's safe, as long as it's safe. So and you would then, model the behavior first, and then you would ask the student to participate. Is that, do I have that correct? Yes. It's almost like, it's almost like uh, we practice and then we go uh, test it out, you know, or like see how it works out in real life situations. You know, we'll practice like in a safe environment with just us. And then we'll go out and explore and maybe see how it works in real life. Even if that's just with someone uh, like at, at, the res- at, at a restaurant taking their order, you know, having a good, genuine conversation like that. But yeah, it's like practice and then the real thing. Okay, that makes sense. So, so you're going to practice maybe in their home, kind of get them comfortable with the idea, take them out into you know, a situation like Mill Avenue model the behavior, show them how it's done, and then let them do it while you are there observing so that you can help guide them. Yes. That makes sense. Okay. And then along that way, we're always providing positive, you know, positive praise. Great job, you know, saying hi to that person. You're doing awesome. Great, confident body language because we really want to build them up and we want them to, um, you know, feel like they can do more than they're able to and really push them. And, and what that does as well is uh, it creates a really good relationship between us and the individual we're working with. We, we just create a really good uh, friendship and like a trusting relationship that they can, they, can, they can trust us to move forward and try to progress. Okay, so it sounds like you're working on self-esteem and confidence at the same time. So that, that's a really good thing. When I work with clients, that's one of the first things that I work on is improving their um, self-esteem, improving their confidence so that they can feel good. And then once they have a rapport with me, they're more likely to actually do the things right. that I'm asking them to do. So it sounds like we have a similar approach. Yes, I like that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, do all of your sessions have to be in person? Do you, you know, I know that you have your your um, social media, social and fitness online programs, but do most of your one-on-one sessions happen in person? Yes, most of them do happen in person, and that's at the individual's house. Some individuals we meet at the park. Um, some individuals we meet uh, just the other day. I think they went to downtown Gilbert with a couple of our adults, and they had they, they played Uno and coffee and had some coffee and stuff. Right, yeah, and it also depends on uh, the individual and how they feel about certain things because we do have one individual that we only see online, you know, but we do see other people in person. It's just her preference of seeing us online currently. <laughs> And, and how does that differ? How do you teach something like that online versus in person? I mean, I, I know how I would do it, but how do you do it? <laughs> you have to get creative, that's for sure. Yeah, I think creativity is key. 
Um, so if you have a student with social issues and that example you gave me a minute ago where you have to maybe teach them how to engage in conversation with somebody they don't know, how would you teach that online? Um, like we said first, we'd probably start with modeling the interaction, but then maybe I'll call in one of my friends um, and say, hey, can you hop on this Zoom meeting and you're going to have a conversation with, you know, one of our kiddos um, or one of our clients. Mm-hmm. And then we might prepare the, the client or that kid, the individual that day and say, hey, we're going to have a conversation and somebody you don't know is going to be on, you know, and these are the three or four topics we're going to talk about. So maybe we bring somebody on. Um, there's a lot of I like to watch, we like to watch silent videos. So videos that don't have sound so they can, the individuals can catch body language and facial expressions and inference. Um, there's some, there's some, you know, just fun worksheet activities we do, but. Yeah. Um, we always go around, you know, like asking like what, like a, like a certain feeling, you know, like what makes them like anxious or something that makes them anxious just to get like a conversation going. And then that builds into other conversations. So you you look at identifying emotions and then you also look at how to maybe deal with those emotions in different, different situations. Would that be an accurate assessment? Yeah, that's a big part of what we do. Um, A lot of it is motion, emotional identification. I have, I always keep uh, emotion cards on me Um, and they're from basic emotions to kind of complex. So like silly, maybe uh, ready to learn. And this comes from Michelle Garcia winner's work. Um, Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it is identifying emotions and then talking about that emotions. When is a time you felt uh, confident? When is a time you felt appreciated? When is a time you felt sad or, um, and it allows these, and then we have the, the clients answer the question and then they ask a question to the other client or the, another individual about that same emotion or a different one. So, okay. so you actually bring clients together and help them work on their social skills, maybe because they have similar challenges. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that will like start touching into our like group, our group sessions, like the group socials and all, all around group sessions. Okay. I'm going to back up just a little bit. You mentioned Michelle Garcia. Could you tell our listeners who Michelle Garcia is so that for those individuals who do not know, they will now be enlightened. Yeah. Yeah. So Michelle Garcia owner is, uh, she's the owner of social thinking and it's, uh, it's a, it's a social thinking kind of social pragmatic, pragmatic being social based curriculum for teaching individuals with social deficits. Um, and then I know I, I forgot her name, but you had her on a couple uh, weeks ago. She also Cynthia talked McCluskey. About, yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Cynthia, Cynthia McCluskey also talked about Michelle Garcia because she used that uh, curriculum with her son um, because he was diagnosed with autism at a young age. Yes. Right. And that we all, we like to use that curriculum uh, curriculum as well because it's, it, inter, it integrates um, the emotions and really the individual um, and it's an awesome program and she's got a lot of material. So we use a lot of her stuff. That's wonderful. Um, so when you are working with an individual about how long do you work with somebody and are there specific things that you look for? Like, are there certain results that you look for? Are you, are you uh, like referring to like a certain, like, like one session or like overall, how long? Do you- overall. Well, okay. I know that individual sessions can vary. You know, I know sometimes you're with somebody for an hour, sometimes two, Right. but how long do you actually work with somebody? Like the duration of the time you spend with them total. 
Um, is it 10 sessions? Is it a year? You know, can you give oh. us an idea of how long you work with somebody? I mean, it definitely varies. Like we have someone that we've seen twice a week for two years straight, you know, like, and we have like a really good relationship. It's, and it, and it works really well, but we have kids that we've seen uh, for a shorter amount of time and we have good, uh, good progress with them. And it definitely just depends on the individual, but um, the length, I think, I don't, I don't think we've had someone and they stopped. We've just always kept, kept like a long relationship with them. Hopefully that, and then hopefully that's what it turns into. Right. And it's, um, and since it's more of that personal social development. So there's really, we don't have really end targets and goals. Now, if the, if the clients and the parents think, okay, you know, they, we've maximized and they're able to, you know, they reach all the goals that they want to, um, then we could, um, you know, we could discharge them, but we don't really have like a 10, you know, it's not really like 10 sessions and then they're done. We'd like to keep them, you know, across the lifespan if we can. And that way we can keep helping them develop um, as individuals to be, you know, to be the best person that they can be. You can always keep on getting better, you know? Absolutely. And do you ever work with family members and instead of the client? Mm. We do involve family members. So uh, involving family members are a huge part of it. We don't necessarily work with it a family member separately, but we'll always bring in uh, a family member. Like we have one kid who's we work with, who's eight. Um, he has autism, but his sister, who's a year younger than him, she's typically developing. And so in our individual sessions, she's always a part of it, playing games like Candyland, Uno. Um, and then when we, when he comes to our socials, the sister comes along as well. And then we like to kind of bridge that interaction. Right. So that she gets to see what her brother is challenged with and she can also interact in a more appropriate manner with him. Okay. I I get it. That's beautiful. Um, So we have a couple minutes left before we take a break. Uh, What I want to do is, um, and when we come back from our break, we're going to probably spend more time talking with Daniel and more about the fitness side of your business. Um, I really appreciate you both being on the show today. This has been very um, enlightening and and awesome. But what I want to talk about right now is, do you have any special offers that you'd like to offer our clients and, or our listeners actually, and how can they get a hold of you? Uh, Yes, definitely. So we like to offer two free sessions at the beginning. Um, We realize it's an investment for you guys and an investment for us. So we'd like to make sure that, um, everybody's okay with it. So we offer two free sessions in the beginning. um, And then you can contact us through our number, which is 480-468-6320. Thank you so much. Um, That's just been very helpful. Can you tell us what a session costs? Um, Yeah, so the the price per session varies depending on location. um, And then if you want an individual or group session. So um, What, what would it range? Our sessions range from our socials from $20 an hour up to maybe $90 an hour, depending on travel time. Okay. Well, that's very reasonable from my perspective. So um, I think that's, that's wonderful. Um, I really appreciate you guys talking so openly about what you offer and, and I love what you're doing. I, I think your service is absolutely needed. And I actually will probably start referring more to you because I see clients 
all the time that need your services. But I actually told a woman the other day, she called me, needed exactly what you offer. And I said, honestly, I don't know who you're going to go to. <laughs> I said, but if I find somebody, I'll refer you. So she's going to get a call from me later today uh, because I think she can actually benefit from your services. So that's awesome. Um, we have about a minute left. So I just want to talk a little bit about my business. Um, I'm an executive function coach. And so what I do is I help people improve their cognitive skills. I help them improve memory, focus, time management, organization. Um, and I work with a variety of individuals as well. I work with people who have been diagnosed with autism, dyslexia, dyscalculia, dysgraphia, um, anxiety, minor traumatic brain injuries, or even non-specific memory loss. Um, and I really get a lot of benefit um, working with them through coaching, but I also use hypnotherapy as a tool to help improve those skills as well. So if anybody is interested in my skill set, you can reach me at 480-648-1122, or you can look on my website, which is executivefunctioncoachaz.com. And when we come back from break, we'll talk a little bit with um, Daniel and get some ideas on how he works with his clients through um, fitness. All right. Thank you for listening. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Fozzie Acosti is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Fozzie works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fozia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Acosti or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email 
to Fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Hi, welcome back. I'm Fazia Costi. I'm your host. And today we are talking to Matthew Huff-Hines and Daniel Montoya of Inspire. And welcome back, gentlemen. Um, it's really nice having you on the show. Thank Pleasure you. to be here, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to spend the second half of our show talking more about the fitness aspect of your business. And I, I know that, Daniel, that's something that you specifically work on. Right, yes. Tell me a little bit more about how you actually do your fitness portion and how it fits together with the social aspect. Okay, cool. Well, um, when we first came down here, we were working uh, separately. It was like social and fitness. And to be clear, it's me and uh, his brother, Daniel Huffines. We both do the fitness together. Uh, I mean, we all three collaboratively do it, you know, but. Um, so Daniel and Daniel do the fitness. Yeah, so it's double Daniels, you know, it's two Daniels in a pack. So it doesn't matter which name you use, somebody's going to show up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. it, it, we're like, Daniel's coming. They're like, okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, um, so, so how do you and Daniel do your fitness portion? And how does it, how does it work with the social aspect? How, how do you and Matthew work together with your clients? That's a really good question. Um, so me and Matt, I guess like we, a lot of the exercises require uh, – when we do exercises, they're requiring some so social aspect, whether that is like joint attention. That's something that we work on quite a bit. And that's for like someone to share the same focus on the, the task at, at, at one point. Okay. And that, that could be so simple as to being like, I'm going to give you this ball and hand it to my friend. And then we're going to continue that down the line. You know, it's so a you might line up a bunch of kids and say, okay, just pass the ball, but you have to make eye contact as you do it. Right. Because, and you don't realize how big of a, a task that is until like one individual's, both individuals aren't paying attention to this, to the task and the ball drops, you know, and the ball is weighted and it's, it's safe stuff, but the ball will drop. And that's what we're looking to correct. You know, we're looking for them to like share that same task and tackle it together and move it all the way down the line as a group and uh, pretty much just accomplish the task together. And that will in itself form a bond, you know, and, and uh, that's just a small glimpse of the social aspect, like, and something other that comes along with it is uh, with the fitness, which is super cool is when, when I, I guess like you suffer together, you kind of bond together and not really <laughs> that they're suffering, you know, but they're like working together and like they're working, I guess you can call it working out, but they're, they're accomplishing tasks as a group and understanding that the importance of a group. So the fitness plays a huge role on the social and vice versa. It's super cool how they bounce off of one another. Okay. Can you give me some examples of the actual activities that you do with the client? So give me an example of an activity you might do with a client if they were just by themselves. What, what is an activity that you would do with a one-on-one -on -one session? Okay. Um, that varies, obviously, depending on the uh, individuals. Let's say it's an autistic kid who has trouble making eye contact. Cool. Okay. One, one thing that we really like to do that like, comes to my mind is we'll do ball passes, ball throws. So we'll throw like 
a four pound weighted ball, like it's a med ball, nice and soft and cushioned. We'll toss it to the individual. They have to then catch it and then throw it to like Matthew. And then Matthew will throw it right back to him and then they throw it to me. So, and, and we'll just like get in a rhythm like that. And, and that rhythmic motion really does help. Uh, It seems to help with these, the, uh, the individuals that have autism, they like that rhythm and like the repetitive motion, but something like that one, they're getting a weighted objects and then the throwing it. So it is their, their heart rate is increasing because we'll keep on doing it over and over and they're working their upper half, their, you know, their core, all, all this stuff that is needed to live act, uh, like optimally, you know, and like acquire, uh, um, accomplish life goals, like simple living activities that they have to do throughout the day. That's, that's like the main goal in the fitness is like getting them able to just do life skills, something that they can do, like whether that's just like walking to the mailbox, you know, taking out the trash for their parents, like, you know, helping the groceries from the car, whatever, you know, and just as well as like, it depends on like the age range, you know, they have to, they have uh, different abilities, but like what we're looking for is like longevity and continuous progress. But yeah, that's just a. Give me an example of an activity that you would give to a child, maybe that's younger, like nine. What's an activity that they would do with you? Play. We play so much, you know. So give me an activity that you you, you would play with them. We like to do, one of them we like to do is bowling. So we have bowling pins and then we have this big, like it's a four pound medicine ball. Um, and so it's like, it's really fun for the kids. And so they'll bowl it. And it's, so it's, um, it's working on, you know, bending down and then pushing. And so that's a really fun activity that's getting a workout. We love to do tug of war. We've created our game. We've, we call them inspire specific games. We've created a game. Um, it's called, it's like, a mix between we use it's capture the flag, but we use those big weighted four pound balls. Oh, and that's okay. a really good team building activity. Um, we play a modified version of kickball. So there's only two bases. We have home base and second base. So it's a little bit easier. So the individuals will kick, they'll run to second base and run back without trying okay. to get pegged. And for that, we use um, like a big yoga ball, you know, those big ones. Yeah. Yeah. I those love it. Ones, and it's a lot of fun. Um, we play sharks and minnows and what, sharks. Wait, and minnows. wait, what is that? <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know that. Sharks and minnows is a game where um, one of us will start as a shark and then all the kids and then maybe Daniel, Daniel will be with them and they all have to decide on a number. So now we're working on um, a group group think you guys all have to decide on a number. So let's say decide on five. So they have to start on the one side of the fence and make it to the other side without me tagging them. And okay. so when I say a number, I'll say a number like four. And then if I get it incorrect, I have to take a step further back. And then when I say five, they'll all run and I try to tag them. And then whoever I tag, they come and be the shark with me. And then the ones who didn't get tagged, think of another number. And so it's okay. a mixture of fitness, but then they're, they have to work together to create, um, to work on, you know, they have to decide on a number. And then we like to do scavenger hunts as well. Scavenger okay. hunt is another really good one because it's um, you're working on that higher level language. So um, inferencing, you know, we give them clues. So they have to decide what that clue is. And then we have some kids that like to dominate the conversation. So, and we have some kids that are really quiet. So at this point, we'll put the kids that are quiet 
in charge, like kind of like the team leader. And then some of the kids that dominate might have to, um, you know, might be a follower. So the team leader will have to get to, they'll get to read uh, the clues um, and kind of, you know, and it puts them more in a vocal position to practice verbalizing where it'll help the other kid practice, you know, making comments and thinking. And, and then to role play with different roles. Exactly. And we'll do that at the mall or we've gone to like ASU. We've done them at ASU. And that's mixed in with the fitness because you, they're walking, you know, you're walking two to three miles trying to figure out this problem. And then at the end, they, we, you know, we give them a, a prize. Gotcha. <laughs> I really like it. Oh, no, I, I love it. Um, so what are some examples of maybe games or fitness goals that you have for maybe older children, maybe in their teens? Yeah. So the teens. Do, do those adults, differ? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the teens to the adults are more um, like what you would think of actually working out like, um, and we have modified equipment, but that's going to be more of your working out. And Daniel can kind of explain, yeah, explain more of that. The, so the, the kids are more playing. And then as, as the teenagers and the adults come into play, it's actual fitness goals. Right. Yes. Okay. And, and that's when the tailoring comes in, you know, we, that's when those two sessions of really getting to know the individuals that's when it plays in and be like, okay, we're going to have to really play with, play with him in order to engage him and develop or like someone else. We just got to work out with him. He's looking to work out. He's looking to improve. It's totally different. But the modified equipment that Matt's talking about is uh, we all have, we, instead of like metal weights or anything metal, it's all like sand or soft balls that we use. So in case somebody drops something, it doesn't hurt their feet or not. not, Or what is your purpose for that? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not, if someone drops it, it's when someone drops the equipment, Uh, you don't, it's it's, bound to happen. Yeah, it is definitely. And that's one thing that we've noticed too. That's the start of like, when we first started the fitness part with the social is uh, we noticed a huge lack in the autism, the autism population that they don't, they don't get the exercises that they need. They have like PT, PT, which is a, a physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, no one else is like coming in, like, like training them, I guess, or working with them. Right. So what do you do when PT's over? You, you go to inspire, yeah, you, right? <laughs> we play, you know, you can actually work out. And like, if, you, if you're into like, you know, building muscle and actually trying to work out, we do that. But we also know how to play with the kiddos and like get them to move and work on certain skills that they're just not getting. Right. And then for like adult and some of our adult clients, we do, we have like this big old sandbag um, and it can go from 30 pounds all the way up to 60. And it's about like maybe two feet. Um, and then well, they'll hold it and maybe they'll walk up a hill, down a hill. Um, they'll do partner carry. So maybe Dan will be on one side, hold it. And then the other client will be on the other side and they'll just walk it. Ball slam. So with that big weighted ball, they can do some ball slams. Um, ropes. Ropes. Sometimes when you go to the parks, the parks have like little fitness things already built into them. So sometimes we just walk and do a set of those. And they'll do a set. And then while we walk, we'll talk and conversate. And then they'll work out again. And then we'll walk and conversate. Um, so they're really getting a little cardio in there too. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So I have a question about adults. So um, sometimes I work with adults who have minor traumatic brain injuries. Um, but do you guys work with people who have traumatic brain injuries or maybe someone who's had a stroke or um, maybe somebody who, who maybe had an injury that needs help 
with their uh, physical fitness, like maybe getting back into a routine, but doesn't really need PT anymore. They've done PT. Now they need somebody just to kind of motivate them along the way. Do you work with individuals like that? Yes, not specifically with a traumatic brain injury or a stroke, but um, one of our clients' parents talked about how, and even we talked to the physical therapist that they're like, oh, this guy has mastered all of his goals. You know, there's not much more physical therapy, you know, we can do as a physical therapy. And so she liked the idea of what we're doing with Inspire because we're adding on, you know, we're, we're continuing to maintain and develop muscle and muscle tone for this individual. Also, also uh, body mind connection, which is huge in this population. And uh, I mean, a lot of people talk about like apraxia, which is a, Matt, you can explain it better than I can. Yeah, it's a motor based. So apraxia it could be apraxia of speech or limb apraxia. And that's a, a disconnection between the motor movement in your brain and your body. And so you might tell your arm to move right, but it won't move right. Maybe it'll move left. And same with the speech. Maybe you want to say mom, but it might come out as like ba. Um, and so it's just a disconnect from the brain to the motor movement. Yeah. And so that's something that we do want to like work on is just body mind connection, you know, like learning how or getting these individuals to learn how to move their body in a coherent way and on purpose, you know, and to understand like there's a purpose and there's a goal behind it. Nice. Okay. You, you were going to say something else, Matt? Yeah, and then we do have one client who's um, who has cerebral palsy. He has spastic cerebral palsy, so um, he's able to walk, but his movement is limited. But he does a really awesome job. He's amazing, and, and to see him progress and do some of the things he does is awesome. And so I, Daniel and Daniel do a really good job of adapting a workout to him. Like with him, a lot of, we start with ball bounces. Mm -hmm. So they're just going to ball bounce. We're going to ball bounce back and forth with the blue ball. Um, you know, it's a little blue plastic ball. Um, and that really gets him engaged and he likes music. So whenever you turn on music, he starts to dance. And so, you know, that's a workout too. So he's dancing, we're passing the ball. So it's a fun time. Um, and we're Absolutely. really, taking, we're taking into consideration his motor movement and his motor abilities. Yeah, absolutely. I love how you customize everything for the individual. That, that's really awesome. Um, what are some of the results that you've seen? Maybe you could give us some more case studies of results that you see where you combine the fitness and the social aspect together. Uh, maybe you could give us an another case study of a, a child, maybe an, um, a teenager and an adult. Yeah. So um, we have one. He's, he's actually, he's one of our good friends now. Um, he was one of our very first clients and uh, he's 21, 22. And this, he was, he's a very, he's grumpy. Okay. So that's kind of his baseline. He's kind of moody. So whenever you say hi, he'll be like, don't talk to me. Kind of grumpy. Um, doesn't really want to talk about anything but himself. And then we'll get started. Um, a lot of times we've noticed we don't really try to engage with him right away in the session. And, um, after a while, he'll kind of become more engaged about 30 minutes into the workout. He'll start coming alive. Um, and then, once we finished, uh, he's talking, he's happy, he's doing, he, you know, he's a whole different person. And then what we've seen, because we see him twice a week over the past couple of years, we've seen him become more confident in himself. He's more talkative. He's more independent. He, uh, he drives his Segway. He drove his Segway like 10, 15 miles away and it died on him. And so he had to like, he had to get home, but he's doing more independent things. His his body's looking better. He looks more physically fit. He's happier. 
Um, so we've some we've seen some really big changes in him and and the way he's thinking because we always push. Um, you know, you want to be independent. You want to you know, you want to get a job. You want to live your best life. And so he's really um, he's kind of adopted some of our you know the mindset. And he's it he it's had a real positive impact on him as well as he's had a real positive impact on us. What he's taught us is. Um, He's taught us some really amazing lessons. And one of them is hard work. This guy will show up and he'll work. He'll do a hundred percent. And so one of our philosophies is like, we give a hundred percent to each client because um, it's only fair. And then if our clients give us a hundred percent, you know, it, it creates a real synergetic nature. I yeah. love it. I was going to piggyback off of that. Um, Matt, Matt was talking about how we're seeing a, a like in the beginning of a, se- a session, mm-hmm. Uh, a behavior that's not desirable, like like grumpy, being upset. And by the end of the session, we're seeing elevated moods, you know, good emotions. And that's right when we come in with the social part, really work on that social part because the they're way more receptive. They're way more willing to just talk, really, it, because, like, we worked out. We got the blood flowing. We got those good chemicals in our body. And now they're ready to, like, build a relationship and feel better while doing it. No, I love it. You guys do some really awesome work. Um, so we have maybe, I don't know, seven, six minutes left in the show. What I want to talk about now is where do you see your company going? How do you want to grow? Yeah, so we have um, we have a couple of things we'd like to do. We're steady growing right now. But, you know, in a couple of years to a year, we'd like to have a center. And that way some clients could come to us and then in a, in a good location and provide some of these services at, um, you know, at a center. But we'd also like to maintain what we do in public because I think getting out and going to parks and going to malls is a really big, um, really big part of it. We are also, I'm finishing up with my master's in speech language pathology. So we'll add speech therapy onto Inspire services. So now um, individuals can get speech language services and Inspire services combined into one. And then hopefully, you know, and the end, our main goal is to have a group home because we realize how important a good, healthy environment is to these individuals and to be, be able to live their best life. And we want to be able to provide an atmosphere where these individuals are safe. Um, they have, you know, they have the proper resources to get a job. They have proper um, social uh, uh, opportunities to socialize. Um, so we would ultimately like to have group homes where you provide the best experience to these individuals. And by group home, do you mean this is where an individual would reside? Yes. So um, an individual who's not quite capable of living independently, but still has independent skills. So maybe they need help cooking or, you know, some of those executive functioning skills, they need help um, setting a calendar, setting an alarm, getting up, completing those daily tasks, transferring them to work. Um, Because we've been in a couple of group homes. Some of them are good and some of them aren't so good. But we want to be able to provide um, the individuals we work with the best life. And we feel like the skill set we offer through the, you know, the social and the fitness, um, we can help help them live an an awesome life. Yeah, because we're seeing like, you know, like how big of an impact we have on like when we're with them for an hour and a half. And we're like, man, if we could like have exactly while we could really you know like do some good stuff you know? and absolutely you could make some incredible uh, progress if you had more time with somebody who 
required your skill set. Absolutely. I can see that. Uh, we have um, probably a couple minutes left. Uh, how can somebody get co- in contact with you should they want to um, utilize your services or if they want to maybe have a consultation with you? Uh, can you give us your number again? Yes. Uh, so the Inspire Services number is 480-468-6320. And then we also have our website and that's Inspire Services az.com and our website lists out the different type of services from individual to group to group services and as well as telling about kind of our story and then um kind of our mission to go on the group you know to start the group homes but you know we appreciate you having us on Fazia. (laughs) absolutely And, and just so our listeners know you offer two free sessions for anyone who calls in and and wants to maybe try your services out So I I really appreciate you guys being on the show. It was wonderful meeting you, Daniel, and and it was really nice seeing you again, Matthew. So uh, thank you both so much. This has been absolutely a wonderful um, interview, actually. I've I've really enjoyed listening to both of you talk about what you're doing because you speak with such passion, and and I love that. I I absolutely love that. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a great time. Yeah, so um, maybe we'll do it again sometime in the future and we can have the, the Daniels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the two <laughs> The Daniels, both of them. Um, so anyway, um, I'm, yeah, so <laughs> I'm just thrilled. I'm thrilled to have you guys on. If anybody wants to get in touch with me, I'm Fazia Costi. I'm an executive function coach here in the Phoenix, Arizona area, but I do see clients throughout the country. So if you'd like to get in touch with me, my phone number is 480 648 You can also go to my website and you can email me directly from there. My website is executivefunctioncoachaz.com. I would love to offer anybody who calls in a free consultation. And once again, um, I want to thank Daniel and Matthew. Um, We've got about a minute left. Do you have anything that you'd like to leave our clients, our listeners with? Is there anything that you would like to say right uh, before we part ways? Thank you just for having us on. Absolutely. Thank you for having us Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I look forward to uh, watching you guys grow and, and hopefully giving you some clients and, and hopefully you can refer some my way as well at some point. <laughs> yes, but it definitely. sounds like you're going you're gonna to go places. This is an awesome, awesome business idea. And I think it's, um, it's where, very much in need right now. So I thank you both, um, and I thank my listeners for listening. Uh, I appreciate all of um, all of your time. And next week we are going to have Victoria Kemp, who is going to talk to us about biophilic design and how it impacts our everyday life and how it can help us succeed. So. I'm looking forward to having her on next week. And if um, you guys have any questions, you can call into the show as well. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week. Oh,